This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode eight of the NHL podcast. I am your host, Rahil Vitalingam. Don't have my original co-host with me, Safir. My man is busy doing some schoolwork, stressing out. It's those times where all those exams and projects are due. So best of luck to Safir. But I think I, it's safe to say I have a pretty good consolation prize here in an absolute beauty of the EASHL community. The man behind league gaming himself. There's many behind it, but he's obviously the one we all love. Not to say we don't love them all. My <laughs> man, Brody. How you doing, dude? I'm doing really well, man. I'm uh, definitely looking forward to this for sure. This is pretty awesome. It's too bad uh, Sphere couldn't join us, but hey, yeah. you know, school's only temporary. Yeah, exactly. NHL podcast is forever. (laughs) But listen, so I guess the best way to start off with this, Brody, is just it's cool if I call you Brody. Do I have to call you LG McDonald or anything? No, no, definitely. I prefer you. by the first name. It's kind of cool. (laughs) So the best way to start this off, I think, you know, there's obviously going to be some viewers and listeners who don't know what, you know, league gaming is or who you are. So why don't you give a little bit of an intro about yourself, you know, how you started out getting into NHL, each, all that stuff, and then why LG and league gaming? How did it start? How did it come to exist? So yeah, so uh, my name is Brody McDonald. Uh, like you said, I've been with League Gaming since uh, 2014. Uh, League Gaming's been around for almost 20 years. Um, originally, League Gaming started out doing like uh, kind of versus um, tournaments versus one v one. It was more of uh, like an organized system based off what the NHL games had to offer. Um, so for me, uh, I've been playing NHL since I was a kid. I remember playing on PC when we did PC versions were an option. I, <laughs> I was gonna on- say, damn, that was an option. Yeah. Yeah, I remember playing on the old Sega Genesis. Like, I remember playing uh, all those times. And then, you know, Versus was a big thing. I was on PlayStation in, like, 2006, 2007. Mm-hmm. And then 09 kind of, you know, shook the world and changed everything for us when uh, ESHL uh, jumped into the mix and offered us to be able to play as our individual skaters, as individual people, and that kind of changed everything for us. Yeah, um, wow. So, you know, for up until that point in time, like I said, League Gaming was kind of a 1v1 website and kind of went from there. But, mm-hmm. you know, since the introduction of 09 and being able to play as your position and as an individual person, uh, our focus shifted and we went to more of a team play style where, you know, everything is 6v6. Uh, you can be, you know, you can be you, you can play the position you want to play and you're playing yeah. with, you know, five other people on the ice, which has kind of uh, drastically changed the way I think, you know, video game hockey uh, is kind of perceived and how it's mm-hmm. played drastically. I think it's kind of the, the better way to play it in my opinion, but Ooh, some, I like some will debate, yeah. some will debate that, but I just think it's, I think it's better that way for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I do think, you know, I, I've kind of started it myself on Twitter with the whole, like, you know, Ishal hut, like what's better. We talk about it. We're going to talk about it later with Terrio as well, but I, I think there's a great debate there. And I think NHL 23 definitely does have some potential to, for Ishal to close the gap a little bit. And we'll get into that a little bit later with you and I, but I kind of wanted to talk to you about, you know, league gaming and everything. You said you joined in 2014. Is that correct? Yeah. So prior to me uh, joining leaguegaming.com, I was part of another community and another website. It was called uh, the VHL. So it was Virtual okay. Gaming Hockey League. Um, it was the same concept. It was a 6v6 league. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, the website itself wasn't functioning and the owners of the website were kind of going in a different direction. So myself and Triz uh, got together, we partnered up and I joined League Gaming in 2014. Uh, so since that time, you know, at the time, League Gaming was relatively small. Uh, you know, 
maybe roughly 1200, 1500 players. And mm -hmm. since that time it's skyrocketed, you know, in the heat of the pandemic, we were upwards to 10,000 active players that were playing in our, in our, in our leagues. Yeah. Even to the point that, um, you know, CBC sports, uh, Calgary actually reached out and I did like a 10 minute interview based no off way. of a, a Calgary Edmonton online game that they wanted to fill their, uh, their sports gap with because the NHL shut down. So uh, yeah, it was pretty neat. So, we're upwards, you know, right now we'd say we're active between six and 8,000 players that mm -hmm. are playing in our free-to-play league or participating in our eSport events that we're running through uh, NHL organizations and that type of stuff. So our, our bread and butter has always been, you know, we're trying to offer simulated um, 6v6 hockey that allows a player to start out at the CHL level and kind of work their way through the tiers like you would if you were drafted in, you know, into the NHL. That's kind of the kind of the goal we have. You know, the, the concept comes from the fact that, you know, we're, we're two Canadian kids that, love hockey and have followed it from a very long time and have a pretty strong understanding of how the process works to go from the C to the A to the N. And yeah. in real life, we wanted to kind of provide that similar experience for a virtual career for uh, those players that wanted to play that online. Totally. That's awesome. And I also apologize. I don't know if you saw my cat's walking around my desk right now. I, I'm too much of a cat dad to push him off. So he's just going to sit no, here and good. I'm going to, I'm going to make it manage. But yeah, so you, you know, you talk about like, you know, 10,000 players at the peak of the pandemic. That's yeah. absolutely incredible. And like, even back to like, you know, like 2007, 2008, 2009, even when Eshel first came out, like NHL esports and esports itself wasn't really a thing. Like it was like, you know, you told someone you played like, competitive video games that kind of laughed at you a little bit they're like dude you're a huge nerd so like you know you guys clearly had a vision back then and i'm curious if you'd be able to kind of you know go a little bit more in depth on you know the vision back then even the vision when you first came on and like what you guys kind of have going forward as that vision so it's kind of neat so my partner uh is gamer tag is tristan uh, at the time when League Gaming first started out, he was actually part of uh, 2K Sports, and he helped build part of their online platform, which is still mm -hmm. used to this day for the NBA franchise. Yeah. So he was—he's been part of this space for a very long time. Um, so for us, it kind of—it just started out with the fact that you know NHL 09 and NHL 10, uh, EA Sports offered uh, like 6v6 club tournament, mm -hmm. um, and then after NHL 10, it like never really came back, and there was always rumblings of maybe it would. So the you know the reason to play, quote unquote, kind of dwindled. So we kind of thought it was an opportunity to maybe, you know, put together some organized hockey, get some players together, um, and just kind of give more value to ESHL. You know, mm -hmm. grinding the leaderboards and stuff in, in the ESHL was never really as fulfilling as something we could offer for our website. Yeah. So that idea, that idea kind of started out in that sense. Mm -hmm. And it became more of bragging rights for us in a sense to say that we had the biggest league and we could provide the best opportunities. And, and we had the most players that could play in something that was so realistic um, career path wise, um, to what, you know, the real NHL would be, yeah. you know, there's the offline modes, like be a pro and be a GM are, are so, like, are so fascinating. And there's such a big drawing to those modes that it's kind of that, that concept and that idea, but it's offered online with real people. Like you're trading real people. We have a salary mm -hmm. cap built in that you're using, you know, artificial money on our website. It's, it's the same kind of concepts based off of those modes that we brought into this. But at the time, you know, like looking ahead, I never would have imagined that we're at a point now where we have know nhl esport events and we have professional mm -hmm. players that are making money to play this game and it's such a it's such a jump and you know my partner likes to say all the time that you know we were esports before esports were a thing and um, <laughs> i definitely i definitely like to agree with that i think it's it, it's a really cool thing for us to be where we're at today yeah it's absolutely incredible and it's funny i uh I, i've told a couple of people this i don't know if i've told you this but my first my first lg experience um i think it was seven it might have been 17 maybe 18 um 
And uh, my buddy was uh, was one of the owners, and he was like, "Hey, like, do you want to just play Eshel like a couple times a week?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." And I ended up being on a team with um, like IMOPS, who used to be a content creator back in the day. Yeah. Um, apparently, me and Gren were on a team. Me and him still think to this day we were on a team, but like our owners, like you were never together, and we're like, mm-hmm. "But like, how did we like start talking to each other?" Because like yeah. it was never anything between. Yeah. Um, I got drafted. Funny enough, after my first season, and then um, I'm I'm a little embarrassed to say I hope we don't get too mad, Brody. I uh, I I went calm as quiet because wow. uh, I got way too busy and I was way too scared. I was younger back then. I was way too scared to be like, oh, like sorry, I can't play. So I just didn't <laughs> reply to anyone, and I got like a calm <laughs> ban and banned from the website for two years. So a couple weeks ago, I think it was about a month ago, I noticed like okay, like you know, like LG's kind of I kind of want to get back to it now quickly log in with my account i'm like am i still banned like no i'm good now so i'm 100 percent signing up for this this season i'm excited for it and to kind of you know segue into you know obviously you guys have your i believe it's your 43rd xbox season coming up yeah that's freaking nuts congratulations first off to you and everyone at lg that's amazing but i think this year we've seen a lot of people complaining about the state of nhl 23 with the glitches the bugs everything wrong people not getting hot rewards and times and all that stuff and i've started to see more and more people say this might be the year for ishul to close that gap with hut because you know 2g24 i was i was on a twitter conversation with him and he's like every game mode is a pain but ishul is tolerable because you're with friends you're enjoying yourselves it's it's, yeah. it's fun you know what i mean so i wanted to pick your brain a little bit on that and say you know for you what makes ishul so special versus the huts versus the franchise and the other game modes and then do you think there is um like you know obviously terio is probably the prime example for an ishul content creator there's people like Warpig and clapback nick on tiktok who are absolutely incredible do you think there's potential for content creators for ishul out there as well especially with lg that's yeah so i think so for me personally um mm-hmm. i still play hockey i'm on the ice two three times a week um awesome. it's, it's just, i've been on like i've played since as a kid i love it it's just such a part of who i am and what mm-hmm. i do and i find that jumping into ashl you know i can create my player he's you know He's five foot nine or five foot eight, like I currently am, you know. And he doesn't weigh the same as me because he wouldn't be as fast. But you know, <laughs> I know that feeling. You, know, like, <laughs> you can put you can put the mustache on, you know. You, yeah. can, you can get the haircut, you know. You can. He's right handed. He's using all the same Bauer equipment that I currently use in real life. Like it's. Yeah. And then I, I jump in, last name, number on the back of the jersey, and it's like, ah, oh, super immersed, and I get to be me playing left wing because I play left wing in real life, and it's mm-hmm. just having that opportunity to extend my love for the game and playing the game to online makes ESHL something special to me. And I think there's a lot of people out there that um, kind of feel the same way. Uh, years ago, um, we had a player reach out. He just was like super grateful for what we had to offer. And you know, his story was that he was uh, US Marine, injured, couldn't skate anymore because he didn't have use of his legs anymore. And his mm-hmm. outlet was playing ESHL. And his outlet wow. was playing that. And I was like, wow, that's this is way about, like this is way more than I ever imagined this could yeah. ever be. Jeez. And I think, you know, my, my plug to the NHL that's so stuck, like so focused on, you know, GWC being 1v1 is, you know, six is hockey is hockey is for everyone. And that's their biggest thing is they're so focused on hockey is for everyone, hockey is for everyone. And I agree 100%. Mm-hmm. But you could expand that so much to, you know, players that physically can't play the game, they can play it online. And yeah. I think that's a big aspect of it. And that's why I love ESHL for that aspect. Um, the social aspect of ESHL is second to none. Um, in the very beginning, when you played 09 and stuff, there was there was community lobbies which we utilized. And I felt that was a better system than what they currently have because it was way more social. You could meet people, you could scout, you could go from there. It was kind of cool. But mm-hmm. the social aspect of ESHL 
is something you don't get in in other modes. Yeah. And you know, if you look at how popular Discord's become, because it's that it's a social using app for gamers, right? It's it's that same concept that I think you know, jumping online, playing with some buddies, you know, kind of having a good time, and you know, you know, talking about how your day was or what's going on. Mm. Plans. It's super cool to be able to do that with people all across North America, and that's what you know, league gaming has to offer, and that's what Sixes has to offer compared to Hut. Um, I definitely, I enjoy the one V one side of things. Like I don't want people to think that I'm of the stance that one V one has no place in esports Cause yeah. I don't believe that at all. And, you know, being a GWC, like where we met in, in July of this year, like right after my birthday, it was kind of cool to you see those players playing at that level. And you're like, wow, like that's, it's incredible that we have people mm. that are like at that level. I know yeah. you, you run into them, you play against them once in a while. You're like, I'm not even close. Like, <laughs> the skill, the skill gap is so drastic. And I like the yeah. fact that we're, they're becoming professional esports players. And I think there's a space for that in 1v1. There's a space for that in 3v3. There's definitely a space for that in 6v6. And I think that's that's the direction this all needs to go and continue to go. And, um, you know, we talk about content creators. And I think that, you know, the personalities is what really sells sixes. So in our recent, our recent events that we ran last year is we we made face cans mandatory. So we have on our screen, mm. we have the six guys and six guys. You can see their faces. So you see all the emotion of an overtime goal being scored by someone or being scored against someone. You see yeah. all of it. And it's it's the emotion that was that real hockey brings out that maybe the gaming side is missing. And I definitely think that, you know, the personalities are, are really going to sell this and move it forward. If you look at, you know, how popular like spit and chicklets is for an example they're interviewing professional hockey players and guys that past and present it's mm -hmm. the people and the stories and the the personalities is what makes that podcast so drawing for me personally mm -hmm. you know and esports is no different like terry's a good example like terry's absolutely you know, a, a good guy really crazy personality i think someone like him it could be very unique to the space mm -hmm. and it's it's nice to be able to have unique people like that that are constantly pushing things forward and there's a handful of content creators that i think could could continue down that road and be that we just kind of, it'd be nice to get to a point where there's more support for the mode, whether it be from EA Sports or from the NHL in general. Because, you know, GWC is such the focus that everyone focuses yeah. to hut in that sense. And it makes sense. But I definitely think down the road, it'd be nice to see Sixes get a little more love. And then we could definitely grow that content creator side, especially for those, you know, unique characters that are playing Sixes. Yeah. For those of you who don't know who Terrio is, we're going to interview him in a little bit. Um, he's an absolute legend. So stay tuned for that. But I love he has your probably point. the nicest hair. Nicest hair. Oh, my God, bro. Like, I'm beautiful so hair. It's amazing. But I, I love your point there about like even just the emotion of Sixes compared to 1v1. Like when we were at GWC together, like the emotion in that stadium or that like venue was incredible like you know the mm -hmm. tension when regs came back and tied it and yeah. all, all i was saying to Safir is i'm like could you imagine this on a league of legends on a csgo scale where you have that 6v6 team on yeah. each side you get the you know like there, i've seen like you know on tiktok i'll get bored and i'll go on like you know most insane gaming plays of all time or something and almost every single one is a team-based game yeah. where something insane happens and everyone loses their goddamn mind. It's insane how much potential there is there. And I really do hope, like you said, like, I do think, you know, we need some support from EA on that side, but then also the NHL on that side. Like if we could have like, you know, caps gaming versus, you know, like a Tampa Bay or something like that, even just in, in a, in a sixes environment, having them, I think the big thing is land. You have to have them across from each other if you can, because yeah. As a virtual is great, but there's just something about being right across the screen from someone like that one v one, like or six v six, like you know the other teams right there. You can see them celebrating. It just it, it makes it that much more compelling. 
It makes it more real. It has yeah. that realism to it, right? Like, yeah. no, I, I think it was Detroit a couple of years ago did like some of their events on on their actual bench at their arena, right? It's just yeah. the immersion of real hockey versus video game hockey, I think is something that as it continues to get better, it's just going to make that entire experience um, just way better for everyone involved. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And, you know, we, you mentioned Detroit there. Um, I know you're, you're all excited for this, the uh, Anaheim Duck Sixes Tournament. That looks super exciting. For those of you who don't know, um, Brody will talk a bit about it. I know very little about it, but basically the Anaheim Ducks are in a 66 tournament. I think it's $6,000 for the first place team, $2,000 for the second place team. It's a couple divisions in there as well. So I just want to talk to you and get your, you know, just tell everyone about that. But also, this is what I'm excited for. I believe it's the Contenders Cup division. So people like me who think they're good, but then they go up against these pros and aren't that good, actually have a division for us where we can actually play. So tell us a little bit about that. So, you know, first off, has to and high Mighty Ducks um, to get this going. It makes total sense for them to kick off the year with the first event. You know, Zegris is on the cover. You know, it's their game. They're owning it right off the bat. Yeah. You know, good, good on them. Um, we've been in talks with them for years, like right from the very beginning when they decided to, they want to jump into sports, you know, into esports gaming. And, you know, they're, they're one guy with very little, little budget and look where they're at now. And it's, it's been a lot of work for them and I'm really proud of where they've gotten to. And I'm really excited to see where they're going to go. Um, this event for us is, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of bread and butter that we're really comfortable. We're good with, you know, the face cams, the division, you know, our, our modified Swiss format, all those things are awesome. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing that we said to ourselves is, you know, we're a community of, let's say, about 6,000 active players that are going to play in our free-to-play league. Yeah. Well, how do we draw those players into being more interested in playing in our um, our eSport events? Like, how do how does that become more exciting? How does that become more appealing mm-hmm. to those players? And, and, you know, what you just said is the best. is like no one wants to match up against Rex. Like, do, people don't want to <laughs> no do No thanks. That. I'm just and, backing and, up. And, you know, what? the community is so new in the sense when it comes to esports and competition that the skill gap is drastic right now and it's going to be like that for a little while because mm-hmm. there's been no real there's been no training ground there's been no you know all we had was our free-to-play stuff and it was good for a while and it served a great purpose to help us get us to where we are but there's been no real training ground to get everyone kind of more on the same playing field so yeah. one of the things we decided to do was like well let's have, let's have a contenders cup Right now in our community, we do a really good job of tiering everyone. We know who's in the CHL, who's in the AHL, who's in the NHL. We know, um, based off past eSport events, we know player points, how successful an individual is. Uh, mm-hmm. Tris even put a script together that if, like, let's say six random guys that have played in eSport events before get together and make a new team, he can give them a ranking based off of their individual success from wow. previous events. Oh, yeah. That's so insane. So we have, a pretty good, we have a pretty good handle on, like, where people should fall. But at the same time, it's like, you know, we want to grow this and we want to give opportunity. And and one of the things that our free-to-play league does so well is if you play in the CHL tier and you get to the finals and you win four playoff series and you go to the Memorial Cup and you're playing against the the four other best CHL teams in the world, it's super competitive because you're playing at the tier that you belong to play at. And it's super competitive. They're like, you know, they're double overtime games. It's single goal games. And everyone's like, wow, that was like crazy hockey. It's intense hockey, yeah. Yeah, and so – why not offer that at an esport level by just grouping the, those type of teams and players together so mm-hmm. they can continue that like one goal game, that, that that really competitive, sweaty moments that we're looking for, right? So yeah. this contenders division is an opportunity for us to explore what that looks like in this space and mm-hmm. offer way more opportunities for those players that want to be part of an NHL esport event, but you know, don't want to play against the top tier teams and don't want to play against, you know, the Islanders, Islanders gaming or all those other like you know top echelon teams. Yeah. 
but still want them a chance to like win something and feel that they're valued and and know maybe eventually work towards that. I think there's there's definitely purpose in you know, having a top prize pool to be like one day I want to be that. Like one day I want to be Rags. One day mm. I want to be you no. Know, I want to be Eki. I want to be those guys. I think that's very important. But you got to start somewhere. So we're trying to give an opportunity for those players to have somewhere to start so they mm-hmm. can grow and get better and and just we can continue this for you no know, long 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 time. I absolutely love that. I think um, the perfect, at least the, what it sounds like to me, uh, about a week ago, I think it was, um, I was at the NHL 94 tournament in uh, Toronto. So Daryl was on the podcast. He invited uh, me and Safir and Steven out. Unfortunately, Steven and Safir couldn't make it. But uh, I went and I was nervous because I'm like, dude, I haven't played 94 since I was like three or four. And then I haven't <laughs> touched it again. So they have the same thing. Well, a little bit similar to what you guys have. They have a top tier division they have a mid-tier division and a lower tier division and depending on how you do in the round robin you get put into one of these brackets so i literally went zero and six and i'm like oh like i'm gonna have to play in the playoffs this is gonna be fun but because i got put in that lower division i won my first two playoff rounds nice. and i was actually having fun and i was like holy crap like you know now that i'm kind of in a decent division i'm i, I, I could play i could compete i'm enjoying myself and i ended up like it was so much fun after that and i think that's definitely a way to kind of get that like beginner level in so to speak you need to kind of have that entry point where they still are like damn like i'm in an esports tournament this is sick but they have that like damn like you know i want to be i want to go up against isles gt next year or you know i want to go up against caps gaming next year or whatever it is it's one of those things it's even in real sport too like you know i still try to play uh, a couple men's league tournaments every year and it's you know they always put us in our divisions based off of our, our playing experience and how we played before yeah. but it's like on the other side of the coin, it's you know when I was gaming matches up with me, you, and a couple of our buddies, and they smoke us like twenty seven nothing. Like that, that isn't really fun for them either. Like yeah. as much as it, like it's cool. Like oh yeah, I had fourteen points, cool. But, like it's not really fun for them either. Yeah. And you know, as these events try to get more and more serious, I want to get to the point where we can hand out like the Rocket Richard for the Ducks event. Well, it's difficult to give out that event when the first couple of games you have a guy scoring 17 goals, right? It's not yeah. really a true representation of what that could be. And in the beginning, it could be luck of the draw based off of the format we're using. Mm-hmm. But if we can tier things right off the bat, you can just increase competition and not increase that the quality of game experience for everyone right off mm-hmm. the bat. And that's something I think is super important for this space. We're a really small community. Like we're, we're not big, yeah. you know, and we're growing quickly and, um, it's important, I think, for everyone to really just get the same kind of experience, whether it's you're chasing ten thousand dollars and you're you're one goal away from that, or you're chasing, you know, a signed, you know, Zegris jersey, um, and you're playing with your buddies against these guys that are at the same caliber as you. Like I think those are very similar experiences and it mm-hmm. just gives people something to really look forward to, like you said. Yeah, I think, listen, I, I, I don't have any plans for a team. I'd love to make one. If anyone listening to this, if you're decent at Chell, yo, let's make a let's make a hockey <laughs> news team. Let's go for it, man. I absolutely love it. But um, I think there's one more question I kind of want to end off on. And uh, I'm not going to sound a little biased here. I think this is the biggest one. I think this is kind of if you ask any Eshel player or mainly any esports Eshel player where they want show to be i think this is it oh we're losing brody <laughs> nope we're good we're good <laughs> we're good um I, i'm gonna talk about 2k here you mentioned it earlier um we, i think the nhl community has kind of been shown a little tease of it especially with like no sleeves doing the shows and that kind of stuff their esports league is absolutely incredible for those of you who don't know basically every nba team has a 2k team and there's a 2k league they all compete there's i believe there's threes and five, uh, 3v3 and 5v5 
Um, it's absolutely incredible to watch. It's so much fun. The NBA is involved as well. They have their own main channel and stuff like that. My big question for you is we all want NHL together at some point. It would be awesome if we had a 32 league esports team and like you had the Montreal going up against Toronto and all that kind of stuff. Do you think currently NHL has the potential to get there? And if not currently, do you think down the road they have the potential to get there? So I think right off the bat, 100%, we could do that right now. Mm -hmm. The LGHL, like our free to play league has been representing those teams for now, 43 seasons now. Yeah. Um, the community itself definitely wants us, supports us. Uh, I think Jordan and what he's doing with the Islanders is a great example of like Absolutely. if we had 31 more Jordans, uh, there'd be no reason why this wouldn't be a thing already. Mm-hmm. Uh, and other teams are jumping aboard. You know, you saw Caps just do that same thing too. And yeah. and what the what Caps Gaming did with those players recently, like I brought them in the game, do all that stuff, is, is incredible. Um, I think the fear that maybe the NHL might have or these or teams might have is – Know, the dollars and cents that goes into doing this right away and mm-hmm. i think when they look at the the 2k league as an example and go like these pairs these players are making an actual salary yeah maybe de- a deterrent to some of these teams and say I, I we don't have the budget for that yeah but i really think in the early stages where we're at it's like that we don't need you don't need to do that you don't need to pay these no. players fifty thousand dollars a year to play for you at this point like mm-hmm. we're not there yet but it doesn't mean we can't start we can't you know sign contracts and get them going and go from there um you know if the nhl is listening my pitch is is to you can also like broaden your your branding and your brand sponsorship. So like if the Boston Bruins had a, a sixes and a threes representative esport team, it does it doesn't they don't have to be the Boston Bruins. It could be whatever someone else's club name, but it's like as a farm team affiliate, you know, like Providence yeah. Bruins are the Boston Bruins affiliate in the AHL. So why don't we just have an esport affiliate that's a you know whatever the team name may be? It's it's a way to expand it. And the other mm-hmm. the other aspect of it too is is like the community in Europe is huge. They have a very, and you know the NHL is constantly like they just went to Europe to play games, right? They want they want to expand to Europe. Mm-hmm. Well, do with esports. It's yeah. it's easier to do that. You no, know, you can have you can have a complete other European division. You could probably get you know thirty two Finnish teams, thirty two Swedish teams, get thirty two teams from Germany, get thirty two teams from Canada. Like they could do whatever they really wanted. Like the sky's the limit when it comes to you know actual affiliation and yeah. branch it and go from there. Obviously, you no know, basketball outweighs hockey like head and shoulders in America and viewership, and, and that's. That's always going to be the case. And it's just realistic, the, yeah. Yeah, and at the end of the day, hockey's hockey. It's going to be what it is, and mm-hmm. it doesn't. It doesn't have to be to the same scale, money wise, as what the two K league is. But without question, this community from North America and from you know Europe could support that style of league without question. Yeah. And you know the professionalism of our players as time continues to go on and on is increasing drastically. So yeah. the vetting the vetting process to bring in. Um, good people to represent the NHL brand, which is obviously super important. It's really easy to do, especially when these opportunities are coming more and more and more. You know, I've been with this community for a long time. Like I think mm-hmm. it's been like it's been 14 years of like running Sixes events for me personally. And you know, the amount of players that I could put uh, in positions to represent NHL teams and they do a good job and on the ice as and as people, like I could I could fill 32 teams no problem right now. Yeah. And I think that you know the NHL. Just needs to take that take that first leap. One v one's going really well, and you know I think if the NHL can support the teams and helping them get their their gaming brands off off the ground, mm-hmm. a day will come where there'll be the Islanders one v one guy, the Islanders six v six team, the Islanders three v three team. Yeah. You know, wh- and why not, right? Like that's the space is there. It's already it's it's just they just need to take the jump and and really believe in this community, and it, it can really go a long way. And 
Uh, I'm looking forward to that day. It's something that I think that that's what motivates us is mm -hmm. we need to push ourselves to get to the point that we could hopefully um, help bring that league uh, to fruition and you know help yeah. these dreams come true for these people. And uh, I'm looking forward to that day for sure. Yeah, that is definitely it, that would just be an incredible day when I'm, I'm going to say when I'm going to be optimistic when that happens. Like I think about like, you know, all these other, you know, great esports, you know, League of Legends, for example, they have no problem selling out in Toronto. Yeah. Because League of Legends is just so big. And I know people are going to be like, oh, well, globally, that's a much bigger thing than hockey, which is correct. I'd argue hockey is bigger than League of Legends in Canada. So I don't think you'd have any problem where it was like, you know, if you had the finals of 6v6 in Toronto, you'd probably be able to fill the Scotiabank Arena and have a bunch of people have it set up at Center Ice and everyone's watching. You know, you sell the tickets for like 10, 20 bucks each. Like, like that adds up. You fill up an entire arena full of fans watching competitive esports nhl like people are going to notice that and that's going to get talked about everywhere and it's just going to exponentially grow sport esports even more and even too like the you know the leafs for an example mm -hmm. you know they scotia bank is one of the big sponsors obviously it's on the building it's yeah. like that's another opportunity to promote that sponsorship and to grow that relationship it's yeah. it's just another opportunity to kind of to for those nhl teams to kind of to grow their branding out and go from there and it's again i agree with you 100 I, I think it's the game is built for it. Like six v six hockey is fast. It's fun. It's yeah. with you know. It's chemistry is so important. Like all these teams that are successful are teams that have been playing together for so long. Mm -hmm. So I think when you when you watch it on screen and you go like that was an incredible play and it wasn't just like rags on the controller. Like it was five five other people had to be where they had to be and push yeah. the buttons when they had to push the buttons to make that happen is a pretty incredible feat when you when you watch it live. Yeah. And at the top and at the top level, it's it's no, it's art is what it is. So it, it really is. And I think the perfect way to end off that is like, you know, you have those moments where, you know, you, you make three or four passes and it's in the back of the net. And even if you're just playing each for fun, everyone in the party's like, that, that was nice boys. Good job. You put that on a screen in front of 18,000 people at Scotiabank. I guarantee you that arena is going to be popping. Absolutely. I agree with you hundred percent. Yeah, I'm excited, man. But listen, Brody, I just want to take a moment. Thank you for your time. I know you're a busy man. We really appreciate you taking a couple, a little bit more than a couple minutes to hang out here with <laughs> us. I your your insights awesome. Um, just your awesome guest. Thank you for having you, or thank you for having me. Or what? I'm losing my mind here. <laughs> thank you for being on the podcast, and um, I'm definitely going to be signing up for LG this season. I think. So. I'm looking uh, forward to it, man. Yeah. I really appreciate you, like you guys taking the time to to have me on and talk about the stuff I could talk all day long about sixes and all this stuff. So I really appreciate you guys having me on as well. No, absolute pleasure, Brody. And uh, yeah, next up we're going to have Terrio. So stay tuned for that. It's yeah. going to be a good uh, one. It's going to be a good one for sure. Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. And now I am joined by an absolute goat of the EASHL community. My man, Terrio here. If you guys haven't been to his channel, all I'm going to say is you miss the most entertaining streams humanly possible. This guy is a legend. At goalie, he's a legend when he's playing skater most of the time, sometimes not. But Terry, how you doing, man? Welcome on in, dude. Thank you so much for the beautiful introduction. And Always. I'm I'm doing well. How are you? Happy Diwali. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, I've been doing pretty well. I'm uh just got home, just you know, hopped on the pod, gotta get Terry on. So um super excited to have you on and just kind of talk a little bit of Chell. So I guess we'll start off by just you know talking about like you know, for any of our listeners and viewers who don't know you, Terry, just a little bit of an introduction to yourself. You know, how did you get into streaming? You know, especially NHL, it's such a niche game. How did you start that off? And then, you know, like why goalie? Like, where did that come from? Okay. Um, so 
streaming, I'm about to hit five years on Twitch in wow. December, December 13th. I, I'm pretty sure is the date that hits five years. Um, one of my friends just hit me up, wanted to do it. And mm. I said, if we're going to do this, let's get into it. Like, let's go serious. Yeah. And almost every day since then, it feels like there's probably like, a handful of days I've taken off, but yeah, consistency has definitely been a key to the growth of the channel. Um, mm -hmm. NHL hockey in general has always been the sport. My dad grew up playing it, so it was like just we grew up playing it. Yeah, we had a pond around the corner, so every winter we were there. If not, we were in the driveway playing hockey. It was that like that ingrained in our lives. Yeah. So, so whether it was ice hockey, ball hockey, road hockey, something, we were yep. we were always playing. So consuming hockey in that aspect was always big for us growing up. And then yeah, getting older needed a needed a new outlet. As mm. you get older, you can't do what you used to do when you were a kid. So that yeah. Yeah, you gotta change so, it up a little bit. <laughs> oh man. I, I can't like I can't play hockey like I used to. It's yeah, I think I could. But I know that I couldn't. It's one of those things. I would love you, to get back into it. But. You think you can, and then like you try, and like a minute in, you're like, "Oh my god, everything hurts." There's no way in hell I can do this. So winded. It's like, what is going on here? That's crazy. And um, yeah, a little bit about like why goalie as a streamer. Like, what was it about goalie? Like, did you play goalie at first growing up, or was it just something about the position that you're just like, man, like I want to be like an initial goalie? Like, what kind of got you there? So it's actually hilarious. I was about ten years old playing it was house league hockey nothing serious but our goalie at the time was so bad our coach was at was like who wants to play goalie anybody on the team please and i'm that kid instantly hand in the air like pick me i let me go in net yeah so from that point on like i fell in love with goalie like i'd have posters of patrick waugh on my wall like that kind of stuff him and the olsen twins were like the two posters on my wall <laughs> the olsen twins oh, i love dude. it um like no shame no shame. dude honestly that's an awesome story man especially patty wall like <sighs> i couldn't think like there's some legends out there patty was definitely one of them for all the goalie fanatics out there i think i mean i'm an avalanche fan too so yeah he was he was iconic there's no going around it like there's a few broder hassock of that era mm -hmm. that are like the icons but patrick Waugh always will always have a spot in my heart he has like that number one yeah i don't blame you at all man but um yeah we we talked a little bit you know you talked about starting you know streaming and stuff like that so tell us a little bit about like how that came about but also like you see in you know like the twitch space you know TikTok now you know anywhere there's content being created for nhl so many people focus on hockey ultimate team after that it's typically franchise eshl really doesn't get that much love it's kind of you know it's growing it's getting better but like it's never really been that like popular most streamed category most yeah. watched category so like what made you want to do eshl so much and like talk to me about like the pros and cons of doing it as a content creator so that was always the game mode we played it would always be like two or three of us playing yeah it was never just me by myself playing NHL. Even back in like the early NHL 14 days where you could make your builds and add like the plus fives and plus sevens. Those are the days. I swear, me and my buddy would buy those plus sevens the day we could and add them to our builds. That way we were like that little step ahead. Yeah. We, we only played twos and stuff like that. It wasn't competitive, but just, just us dicking around. Having people. fun, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so always loved that game mode. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't even... Like, I didn't even know about HUT, to be honest, until, like, a couple of years ago where it was like, yeah. what the hell game order is everyone else playing? <laughs> like, where are you guys? 
Um, but yeah, like the the aspect of Eshel just or EASHL playing with your friends, like that is just so much fun. You get mm-hmm. those reactions out of the group where you you wouldn't get that if you're playing by yourself. Yeah, it's like a, a funny moment by yourself is not the same when it's shared by four, five, six people. Like that, it becomes like a like a you're howling, you're laughing. Like the other mm-hmm. day, I I let in a goal on a penalty shot and. Me, Shekel, another dude in our party, we're all like just crying, laughing. And it's like, yeah. if I was by myself, that wouldn't be the same. Like, there's no. I, I do agree with that, too. And I, I think yeah. like even like, you know, like me and Terry play, um, you know, once a while and we can. You're mainly on PlayStation. I'm on Xbox. But like, mm-hmm. I feel like every night or every day we play, whether it's three games, five games, ten games, there's always one moment where yes. everyone's yeah. laughing. And it, it reminds me of now this is this is my era, at least. It reminds me of like playing like call of duty back in its prime like mm-hmm. cod 4 modern warfare 2 yeah where you had the whole group together you guys were shooting the crap just joking around and like there are all these laughs and stuff and especially with hut like i think the big thing with hut is you know the packs you know everyone loves seeing the big yeah. pulls and stuff like that and it's awesome but like i can't tell you how many eshl clips i watch on tiktok and it's just something funny or something just like even if it's a glitch if that happens in hut like you're like, haha, like that's funny. And like your chat laughs with you. But when you have like five or six guys just like enjoying the moment together, yes. it really makes it that much more enjoyable, I think. I feel like hot guys get more upset about the glitches than Eshel guys do. Eshel guys just are just like, yep, that's NHL. Whereas hot guys yeah. are like, oh my God, like I can't get ultimate and rivals now. I hate this. Oh, dude, it's crazy. But yeah, they take that game mode way more serious. But we do have the like LG and esports yep. side of things where people do take it competitive. And when a bad bounce happens, that's a little more like, come on, EA, get to get it together. Exactly. There, there's both sides of it. Like I think yesterday I was playing with uh, a couple of guys, I was playing with Davos, I was playing with Endo and mm-hmm. uh, Wheels. And like we ran into this one group and literally it like like we, we rage quit after three nothing because all they were doing was just straight lining by us and it, it was like sweat mode. And I'm like, dude, yep. the game's been out for two weeks. I understand a lot of people want to grind and stuff, but I'm just like, that's not fun. I enjoy playing competitive games that are fun and like LG, you know, that's the competitive mm-hmm. side of it. That's the try hard side of it. Yeah. Like this was like 8.30 on a Monday, and these guys were playing like it's like the LG NHL <laughs> finals. And I'm like, bro, come on, man. Yeah, welcome welcome to my stream, bro. That's <laughs> that's how it is every game. People are fighting for their lives. It's, it's awesome, man. It's awesome. But listen, so you, you kind of talked a little bit about, you know, LG this year and like the glitches and the bugs and the things that are unexpected, right? <sighs> and I think one thing that was unexpected this year, it's not the glitches, it's not the bugs because like – we're being honest, we kind of always expect that with, with NHL in some way, shape, or form. But mm-hmm. this year, it's it's the year of the goalie so far. Like in EASHL, even in HUT, like goalies are so much yes. better. But like in EASHL, I, I've seen you talk about it on streams about how it's just like, even you're like, dude, I should not be making some of these saves. It is getting ridiculous at this point. So I want to ask you, like, what are your thoughts on the current state of, you know, being a human goalie in NHL 23? And then... Do you think EA needs to change anything, make it better, make it worse? What are your thoughts on the overall kind of topic of that? Yeah, so I think goalie is overall in a good place. Mm -hmm. I would rather my goalie make that outrageous save than let in 9 out of 10 shots like last year. Yeah. And I think a lot of people can, can agree with that. Last year's game, it was the... 
it was the forwards game. It was goal scorers. Mm-hmm. No goalie had a good save percentage. And yeah. that's not real. And people complain they want this game to be realistic. That's one of the things that needs to change is goalies need to be good. Yeah. And that's how I feel like this year is. Now, there are times where you make a, an outrageous save that you're like, okay, maybe I shouldn't have made that save. Mm-hmm. But it's better than being in position and it going through you and you're like, wait, what? I should have made that save. Yeah, that's true. That's I, especially me. Like I, I played very little goalie. Like I, I dabbled a bit in towards the end of 22 and like, I can't tell you how many times, like, I'm just like, dude, like not even that, like my guys in the vicinity, like it's like he shoots low, like blocker and like I'm in the butterfly in yeah. position and it still goes in. So I yeah. totally agree with you on that. And I think the big thing that like people are kind of getting surprised by is one timers are, I, I've seen two one timers going initial so far. Like they're yes. still prevalent. They're still good, but I think it's just, the people are seeing goalies make these saves and they're getting frustrated because that was the way to score. That was always the way to score. You just cross crease at one T it and it was in the back yeah. of the net. Now you're having to find new ways to score, whether it's, you know, like going far low side now and all this other stuff. So I think it is mm-hmm. a bit of adjustment for non goalies, but do yes. you think it's more like, do you think players in each agree with you? Or do you think players in each are kind of like, nah, man, like you got to nerf these goalies. Like, what do you think the other side is saying? I honestly think a lot of the good players still find ways to score. Yep. And that's, that's where it is. It's like, if you're good at the game, you're going to find the ways to score. Mm. It's not the same every year. It's not the same glitch goals. And it's not the same like backhand wraparounds are still OP. Yeah. Like there's certain things you have to do, but overall, like the one timers heat seekers, they're Mm. not what they were. And I think that's true. I think that's a good thing is because last year your goalie would freeze up. You'd get stuck in a position and you're getting, you're getting beat because of someone else's attribute, like their um, superstar ability. And it's like, well, why is that? Why is that affecting me? Like my Mm -hmm. goalie should not be impacted by your, like your traits, which was, which was weird last year. I think this year it, it is in a way better place in that aspect where those aren't as overpowered. I don't even think I've seen one heat seeker go in. Maybe like a point shot that was like yeah. weird, but mm-hmm. not like an actual step over the blue line heat seeker like last year. That's yeah. all guys would do. Yeah, it's true. I, I've seen one one time. I think the only like last year it was heat seeker. It was one T. It was close quarters. Mm-hmm. At least this year so far for me, it's only been close quarters. That's the issue. And that's kind of yeah. like just like, okay, like that's the only thing I'd have an issue with if like I was playing goalie. But mm-hmm. everything else, like I'm making heat seeker saves. I'm making one T saves. And I'm yeah. like, that's how it should be. Now, if my goalie is like an 80, like if my guy is crappy overall, then that's understandable. But like when I have the X factors and the superstar abilities to make myself on par with your goalie or with your player, I should be able to make those saves like you're saying. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. And I think like I've seen dudes take the one T trait and rip clappers. So I'm, I'm curious that if it's, if you build your character, like your player to be a, a, a shooter, you mm-hmm. put your traits into actual shooting and you get set up and take one timers. Are you going to be dropping rockets like last year? Yeah. Is that going to be the, like, is that what it is? And you have your guys who are going to be the fast skaters to get, create ice. Like, so it's going to be, mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting to see how the year develops. We're still early in it. So yeah. metas are still being discovered. It looks like the playmaker build right now, or not the playmaker, power forward build right now mm-hmm. is untouchable. You put unstoppable force on that and you don't lose the puck. 
Exactly. That's and you know what? Like we're, we're talking about goalies right now. We won't dabble into it, but like <laughs> the player side, there there's there's some <sighs> issues. I'm seeing 93 overall or 93 speed guys getting caught up too. Yes. And that's yeah. That's I a mean, different story. I mean, that's just the state of the game in general. Yeah. And like that goes to video games. Like, give me a video game lately that's come out and not had any bugs. Madden, you've got to wait like two weeks before a, a franchise update comes out, so you can even do that stuff. They even tell you to wait. Yeah. The COD beta is getting kicked out of every day. Overwatch Two was a was a disaster. Yeah. Like, so no video game launches perfectly, and mm. I think people don't. I, I mean, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. I get being upset about it, but it's one of those things. You got to be patient. You got to be realistic with like the, and like you can have an issue with games being like that, but mm. if they're all like that, you're kind of like, okay. Yeah. You're kind of you're out of luck here, man. Like I, I totally get that. You did touch upon the current state of the game. Ooh. I heard you mention that. And this yeah. is where, this is what's got a lot of people heated. So if you are not on Twitter, on Facebook or any social media, um, a lot and lot of people are upset with the game, whether it's hut, um, you know, just everything wrong with hut packs, not coming out on time. Rewards, not coming out on times game modes being like, like today, like the three on three, like rivals game mode came out. I think in five minutes, they changed it to five on five. I, like, I heard that actually. It, it, it's, 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 it's crazy. And then you get into the glitches, you get into the bugs. I saw yesterday. I don't know if you saw no sleeves this video, but um, his, his hot team, basically looked like nhl 94 like his guys were just stuck like this no. like with the puck like just oh, like going no like this way. it was a absolute disaster and i mean you know all these bugs and glitches are getting out of hand we ex i think i think the mass community does expect it a little bit mm -hmm. with that ea especially but this year it's it's gotten out of hand and I, i've heard some people even say like man like like you know we knew nhl 23 was going to be kind of like a, a like a baby step to nhl 24 that's going to be the big one but yeah. like how disappointing is the initial side of things terry um i mean like yes and no it's mm -hmm. it's weird because the gameplay itself it feels a lot better than yeah. it did last year mm -hmm. i feel like they made more gameplay uh, like adjustments than they did even cosmetics like the game itself yeah. it's just it looks like a rewrapped 23 down mm -hmm. to be a pro Everything like that looks exactly the same, but it feels different. And that's like the big, the big improvement that we got. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think that kind of segues, this is kind of, this was kind of a two-parter. I wanted to kind of, you know, set you up a little bit here, but like a lot of people are starting to say like, you know, like, like I can't play hot franchise is a mess. Be a pro. I, I just started a be a pro series on YouTube. It's coming out this week. Like everyone in my chat was like this is the same thing like they didn't change anything with be yeah. a pro so if ishal is this one game mode where it's it's all right let's say but mm -hmm. also i've had even people say to me like all the game modes suck ishal i can play with friends and playing any video game with friends i personally believe makes it 10 times more tolerable yeah. so yeah. do you see this year as a year you know especially with you know growth on twitch tiktok all this kind of stuff do, do you see this as the year that like Ishil can make a push into maybe not beating Hut and all these other game modes as like the more played or the sorry, the more watched game modes uh, in terms mm -hmm. of content creation? But do you think it can make a step in kind of closing that gap a little bit? Absolutely. Especially with like we just saw Caps, like the Washington mm -hmm. Capitals get involved with Caps Gaming. That was awesome. Things like that are growing the Ishil side of things massively. And mm -hmm. that's going to be 
big, the more teams get involved, the more people are going to want to be involved in that. Yeah. So I, I really think that's going to help grow the community. And, and I mean, just being able to have fun with that game mode, not take it seriously as yeah. well is, is huge. You get the guys like car pig and clapback, Nick, who are, who Dude. are prime examples of like why the Zegris is in the game, things like that, where that's what they're going for. They're trying to have a good time and, and they're growing massive audiences on TikTok and YouTube because yeah. of it. Exactly. So it's, it's not just Twitch. We like, we see Nasher come in and it's like, he pulls a thousand viewers playing anything yeah but i think that there's going to be the dudes that start to they start to stream and they bring that content from youtube they bring it from tiktok over and they start growing themselves and i think that'll be massive for the community as well yeah it's the I, mm -hmm. the, the rising tides raise all ships process that like you know the more better people do the more it grows the more it helps everybody as a community. Exactly. And you mentioned Carpick and Clapback Nick too. Like those are two Ishal accounts that like Clapback Nick I've followed for a while just because mm -hmm. I was like, dude, this is like like some of the clips he posts are just awesome but fun. It's yeah. not some dude sweating to score eight goals and make someone rage quit. He's just having fun. He's scoring stupid goals. He's insane stuff. And then Carpick actually, um, funny enough, he followed me on Twitter last night. Really. I was like, oh, like, okay, cool. I'll follow you back. And I was like, okay, he's, he's, his bio says he's got a good TikTok account. And I go yeah. look and I'm like, dude, th this kid's scoring like stupid goals. And it's yeah. just that fun aspect of Eshel that I think really has a lot of potential. Because like hot can be fun, but like in reality, it's packs, it's gameplay if you're good. Mm -hmm. And then like you don't see funny hut montages. Whereas I've seen a ton of funny Eshel montages so far, yeah. and especially people like you mentioned, like, I think that's going to be huge for the game. And especially, you know, people like you, like, I mean, you do this all the time, hey. you know, you've been grinding it and all this kind of stuff, but like, I can't tell you how much fun I have watching your streams. And like, those are the kind of things that are going to really help push Eshel, I think this year. Hey, I appreciate that. But, yeah. but yeah, I mean, the more we can have fun with it is definitely big. Cause like, I feel like it's contagious when you're having fun other people feel that yeah. and like when you're spending a couple hundred dollars to open up packs and get your team and then you get bugs that are like causing you to lose <laughs> games i yeah. i get why you're upset like it does make sense in that yeah in that aspect but like yeah when, go when try we're having it, it it just it just becomes a tiktok click clip when it happens for us like that's the difference between mm -hmm. the two is like one of our guys got hit i think he spun around three times and you're like, like, boom, that's hilarious. That, Everyone's yes. going to love that. Yes, exactly. Like, that's the difference. Whereas, like, something like that, your guy loses the puck after a hit like that. And you're like, what is what is wrong with this game? Yeah. Like, why did I lose it? And so, I think I, I think the nice thing about Eshel that I like is you get, like, all this fun stuff. But then when, you know, I like, I like playing competitive, too. You like playing competitive. Mm -hmm. That's where you have the LGs, the other leagues, the competitive tournaments. That's where you have that side of it but then you can also have like the fun side whereas with hot like i don't think like there's no fun it's just grind 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 to open packs you know what i yeah. mean yeah for packs and rewards is like what mm -hmm. the grind is for and i get like that is fun in a sense because it's like the competitive you know what i mean yeah. and it's similar to the lg where it's like we you do it for the the competitive side but it just i don't know it's it's a weird place when you're spending that much money on it and then and the game is 
in a weird state. Like you can't even stick lift right now. Yeah, it's it's well apparently there I've seen some people talking about a secret tuner that apparently you can stick lift. I'll try it out tonight. We'll we'll report back in a couple of weeks, guys. But yeah, one final question, Terry. So I mean, you I I think personally, at least I can speak for myself, and I'm not trying to, you know, butter you up or anything, but you know, you have all these NHL streamers out there, and you're I think one of the ones that a lot of people can relate to because you're just having fun. You're just enjoying yourself. You're just vibing. You're having laughs and all that kind of stuff. So for anyone out there who's like, you know, whether it's, you know, they're like, hey, I want to get into NHL content creation. I want to get into Eshel, like, you know, making clips for Eshel and that kind of stuff. Like, what are your, what's your advice to them? And then also, do you think that this NHL creator pond, we'll call it, do you think there's room for more fish, we'll say? Okay. Um, Oh, absolutely. There's room for more people. Definitely. Like. I mean, it's, you see it right now. There's so many creators on NHL and it's so nice to see it. it the, it's the better for the community. The more people there are just streaming the game itself. And as, as far as a new streamer coming into it, get a camera, get a microphone, turn on your, your console, a stream from that start there. Yeah. I'd, I'd say that look on Facebook eBay, something like that to find mm-hmm. a cheap camera and, and start streaming. That's yeah. where 90% of us started. Nobody had an elaborate setup. It takes time to build that. Absolutely. If you've got if you've got it, A, by all means, use it. But like if you're just starting out and you got a console and it's like, what do I do? You don't need a $5,000 setup. No. I totally agree. I think even my first like five streams, I was playing like Modern Warfare off my Xbox One. And it was just me talking and like, you know, people liked it. And I was like, okay, I'll invest in Elgato. And then I started streaming from my laptop. And then you kind of slow work in baby steps. But I think that's that's one thing people need to like, you know, if you want to do it, just go live. Doesn't matter how, doesn't matter how it looks, just go live and start from there. And then, you know, you'll you'll get there, man. Yeah. Audio is your most important thing. Focus on that first. That's why I got a new mic. It sounds so much better. (laughs) Dude, it's crisp. Um, Appreciate but, it. but yeah, that's that's one of the biggest things is a lot of people will just put you on as background noise. So make mm-hmm. sure your audio sounds pretty good. Yeah, and I think then, that's a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah. After that, just just grind, set just a schedule, you, you, make yourself unique, have fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. Set a schedule, post mm-hmm. post clips online or content online in other places, whether it be clips or other outside content. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to tell you that to grow. That's huge. Yeah. But being consistent with with your stream when you stream is big like that's one of the biggest things i could tell somebody is is make sure you're consistent with how often you do and when you do it because people need to know where to find you when to find you mm-hmm. yeah I, I totally agree with that and um yeah I, I i can't think of a better way to cap off the episode terry listen honestly though like thank you for taking the time to just sit down you know tell us your thoughts tell us how you feel about the game and just you know overall usual in general i I think a lot of viewers and listeners are going to learn a lot of things from you, um, gain a lot of insight. And I mean, who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe when we go play later today, Stick Cliffs will be back and, you know, I can actually play defense again. <laughs> we'll see. Hey, fingers yeah. crossed that uh, Stick Cliffs are back. But thank you so much for having me. I, you know, it was a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely, Terry. And yeah, guys, everyone, thank you for listening. We really do appreciate you guys taking the time to watch or listen wherever you guys have been doing that from. Thank you very much and have yourselves a wonderful night.